Assalamu alaikum listeners, this is Brother Jawad. Uh, just giving another disclaimer that today's episode was pre-recorded. It was recorded on December 12th, 2020, which is the day that Imam Wissam's uncle had passed away, rahimahumullah. Um, and it, he actually passed away and uh, Imam Wissam received the news during this recording. So I just wanted to prepare listeners for that. Um, and inshallah, today we talk about mindful remembrance. Uh, and he passed away about a day before Imam Wissam's father also passed away. So, um, so just wanted to let you know that that was the situation and context through which uh, the podcast was recorded. So, inshallah, we do talk about mindful remembrance. Uh, and so, please uh, take this in. Jazakumullah khair. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullah. You're about to listen to the Wissam Sharif podcast. This effort is made possible by our monthly supporters on Patreon. Please visit patreon.com slash Wissam Sharif to become a monthly patron and help us to make more projects like this. Thank you for listening and please enjoy. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Wissam Sharif podcast. My name is always his brother Jawad Khan uh, and I'm here with uh, our imam, our ho- other host imam Wissam Sharif. Assalamu alaikum Wissam. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jawad, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing well, alhamdulillah. Um, so inshallah today uh, we'll be looking to, it might be a little bit of a shorter episode, but we're looking to uh, continue on our, our quests of our, of our 12 courses. Uh, I believe we've already done about three so far. Uh, so we're resuming it now inshallah with mindful remembrance inshallah. But uh, before we get to that, just uh, as an intro as always, uh, the Wissam Sharif podcast has always has been a weekly look into and behind the unique work of Imam Wissam Sharif and his pursuit of teaching the world to live a Quranic lifestyle, starting from reading, reciting, and memorizing Quran, and going beyond to mental mastery, perfecting physique, and living abundantly connected to Allah at all times. Uh, and so inshallah, do you want to give us a, a quick intro into mindful remembrance and, and t- tell us where you're at with it? Absolutely. Welcoming everyone. I pray that you have a fantastic day ahead of you, or if you're listening to this in the evening, that your day was full of bounty. Let's unwind together and take this quest so far by looking back real quick. Everyone knows that we've discussed manifesting what you want through Quranic transformation, taking a a, um, scripture uh, prescribed a supplication, a prayer from the Quran, and making it yours. We have seen the power uh, of prayer. We have talked about the um, the postures of request, about mm-hmm. just drawing in energy as you are talking to the creator of the universe. Mindful remembrance is going to take on the topic of, and I'm going to use an Arabic phrase here, or the, a muslim phrase of zikr. So mm-hmm. in when you say zikr, for a, a, a Muslim, you get this very mixed feeling of, um, is it okay? Is it right? Do we chant in our religion? Uh, what are these um, words that we're saying over and over again? And almost is, is, is a dhikr like an incantation? Like, is it an affirmation? What is it? So mindful mm-hmm. remembrance s- takes on the first portion of remembering God through the prescribed ways. So mm-hmm. mindful remembrance will take a, and God's as messenger said, say, subhanallah, how awesome is Allah. Alhamdulillah, all praise and thanks are due to Allah. I live in his grace. And Allahu Akbar, Allah is greater than everything. 
we take uh, whoever says this 33 times after each uh, obligatory prayer, right? They're guaranteed paradise uh, to enter paradise without questioning, without reckoning. Now, if you need to unpack that statement there, you can go ahead. But see, how, you can't get to dhikr as a discussion because there's so much like what. What if you're so someone might get caught on the oh, what if you're a bad person? You do this all the time. And then you spend time answering that. And then you never get to the actual phrase. So we're mm-hmm. splitting the chant like remembrance of God into two pieces, the affirmation of it, the power of God's speech and why he would tell us to say certain things. So the affirmation, the incantation, the power of the meaning, and the part that we're dealing with today is the mindful remembrance, the meditative perspective, the mindfulness awareness perspective that I'm sitting in the now and the chant. And Mm -hmm. and I'll say it again, the chant, the true reverberance created, the vibration created by saying, Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi, Subhanallahi l'azim. 100 times by saying the words now that is by the way let's drop mad references today uh that is also narrated in the books of bukhari that that incantation if said so many times if that vicar that praise is said so many times it will equal something now that to me feels it equals forgiveness or x y or z but that to me feels like the carrot at the end of the stick Mm-hmm. I want to turn it over to you for everyone who's uh, wondering where we're going to go with this. And what better time to share the mindful remembrance. My uncle passed in this moment. And so today's episode was being recorded um, here with my father, uh, who has also been termini- terminally ill. And so the podcast will take a different direction today. Uh, December 11th, five years ago, we admitted my dad into long-term care. And uh, so for five years, we dealt with uh, the decline of dementia and uh, the health issues that came along with it. It's, uh, we think of Alzheimer's as losing your memory, I like to tell people dementia is when your body forgets what to do, where if the brain forgets, then your organs forget. Uh, my dad uh, is, is with us. And as of uh, one hour before our recording, uh, his nurse left saying uh, that in her 13 years experience, uh, he had hours uh, to a day. So we're recording uh, next to him. Uh, the interesting part, uh, though, is 24 hours, literally 24 hours before today's recording, um, I got on a plane and flew to my uncle, first time in 10 months flying. We should talk about the experience. And I went to see the uncle, the second, fa- the elder father who brought all five brothers in the Sharif family to America. So if you all know the backstory, that's the backstory of the backstory. I think I, I just I got control again. Um, and I am so blessed that 24 hours ago, I got on a plane, landed in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, went to my uncle and right before we got to my uncle, my dad's nurse here in Dallas, uh, called and said, you have to come back now. And so we walked into the door, saw my uncle's face, 
and and no one but God could plan this. As soon as I walked in, my cousin wept. She held me. She said, I can't do the next washing. Can you do it? And so I washed my uncle just for Friday. It was the hour before Juma. And then I washed him and I told him he was a good uncle. That same day, I got in a flight, got back home and saw my dad. He looked okay last night. And my dad always told me, my older brother used to leave, to go places. And when I was a little boy, there, I used to run out behind him and say, don't leave me, take me with you. And he said, his brother never said no. Seven years difference. And his friends used to say, why do you ta bring your tag along? And my dad said, my name was Tagalong. <laughs> my dad's friends knew him as Tagalong. So four minutes ago, my sister told me that my uncle passed. And so I expect to tell you all that his Tagalong is not too far behind. So today, in mindful remembrance, today in mindful remembrance, I encourage you all to remember those things that make you mindful. Not just blessings, but those things who made you who you are. By remembering them, we will be in full awareness of all the things we received. Many a times we talk about meditation as being grateful and looking for the things that you're grateful for. You can't be grateful if you weren't. So there is a Lord who created a splitting image for you to see. For when you were hungry, a God didn't feed you milk. He created someone to do that responsibility. And when I didn't want to go back to memorize in Chicago, Allah created someone for me. Allah created someone for me who said, get up and go. And so today into our mindful remembrance, I think we can take 30 minutes more, friends. I can pull it together, but I think the whole part of the podcast was for you to see growth for you to see vulnerability. And in this moment, my dad would wake up from his five-year inability and say, you skipped talking about Allah to be sad? And I will say, no, dad, I didn't. So to all of our listeners, thank you for the first 10 minutes. But as we said, we made a decision. We're going to stick by it. Mindful remembrance is the second component. As you can tell, during times of difficulty, we aren't relying on the meaning or even the enumeration of the remembrance. We are focused specifically on the grounding, the comfort, and the counsel that those remembrances rem give us. So let's start on that 10th minute. One beautiful 
incantation or one beautiful many people will find the word offensive because of its magic because of magic mm-hmm. but what more is a dua than the magic of my lord and i'm okay with that word today cuz god magically let me get on a plane see my uncle wash his body at juma time he saw me i saw him i told my dad I told him my dad said salam. I believe he understood me and then I read this mindful remembrance to him. I said raditu billahi rabba and I really said it. I said I'm satisfied with Allah as my lord wa bil islami dina and with Islam as my system of living. I, I saw this beautiful human being at the end of his life clean. He was clean his nails were clipped he'd always been clean. وَبِلْ إِسْلَامِ دِينَ And Islam gave him his light. وَبِمُحَمَّدٍ نَبِيَّا And on a Friday, on a Friday was the day I, I, uh, we took, he, he took bath. We were more than satisfied with Muhammad wasallam as our Nabi. So today, if you would, attach the grounding spirit. God, I am satisfied with you and your decisions of my existence. However I am created, with my flaws i am enough why raditu bil raditu billahi rabba because i'm satisfied that god is my god and how do i know that i am worthy of love because he is my god wa bil islami dina and that i will always be loved you know why there will always be people who follow islami dina as their deen So I will always have love because someone who doesn't know me says oh Allah pray for every ummati of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and thus wa bi Muhammadin nabiyya and Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is undoubtedly my messenger I feel like it is a fair time and a fair introduction to mindful remembrance um if I could gather myself to extend one more piece of information jawad the chant is where we are placing the emphasis. I just went off on a translation trying to legitimize to the listener, oh look how important this one is as opposed to no, look what it does for me. It brings me down to that thought process. So the if I could ask series would much more be suited towards a meaning relationship, but in this moment it is so much more about grounding me because mm-hmm. I could be lost in the in the love of an uncle who cared for me. He was a big father. Uh, he, this man was more more gentle with me than my dad. So my dad was uh, my dad was not known to be gentle with us. Thank you Abu. Uh he raised us and we grew with strength and as my sister and I always say, he did the best that he could. <laughs> <laughs> and we smile and say, "Dad, that's not that's not throwing shade on you at all." So I turn this over to you for the intensity that I uh, of the dragon ball that I am giving you Jawad but I had asked my sisters to walk in I said come in no matter what and actually listeners right before Jawad began I said and I'm just going to leave I'm not going to turn anything off I'm just going to leave and now that we are where we are I I didn't think he was going to go first but that's just my human my dad's banged up <laughs> my dad's been sick for 5 years he he just my dad's like i'm not going anywhere guys i am good 
mindful remembrance jawad to me is is going to be cemented in my mind forever because when i most needed it it wasn't the translation it wasn't the meaning it was just what how it made me feel and how does the chant make you feel if you've never chanted it before let's unpack chanting and ritual tribal sounds later um the 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 pr- primordial sounds of the belly even what the buddhist and taoist uh, would create from the that you might have even heard the gir- uh, it's like an echo from their bellies we'll unpack that later for now let's let's recognize uh, that what grounded me in this moment of losing a pillar in my life wasn't what made sense and fit up here it was what grounded me here and put my spine and soul down to the ground to say of course you two are going to go of course my dad and uncle are going to go they have to set up the party they have to set up the my dad used to at uh, we our family is like 7500 people cousins when we all get together and my dad would mix should we give crazy drink secret my dad would mix sprite orange juice elichi and some stuff that we weren't really sure about <laughs> into a bowl at every family dinner and call it crazy drink and if there's one thing about these two men they love to party uh they would put on we would get together the men would play cards the ladies would talk and hang out and we would get together for a 3 day bash and it would happen in someone each person's house a 3 day bash for um you know 60 sharifs was very normal very normal <laughs> three cousins would literally in their mid 20s to 30s be in the backyard in their shorts getting hosed down and that was public showers i kid you not they were hosed down and they'd have their bar of soap and that's how 60 people take a shower in one house um so they were uh, nothing but good memories nothing good but good memories so i i i don't even know what the the what my um full circle of that was but <laughs> just great memories with these two human beings and and so now in this moment the both of them reading quran in the morning both of them making their dhikr after salah i never didn't hear them read quran in the morning and they were necessarily the most pious people in my life they were just the most real the two of them were the most real before there was halal and haram discussion jawad they used to say when we got to america there was no halal meat so and they told us with with reverence wisam we ate we ate from the store and 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 like like instead of trying to put on a costume they're like we ate from the store there was nothing then when your dad came we started sharif halal meat business it was a it was a shir- halal meat store and both of them said women would come in irani iraqi women who had come before 69 and 65 had been there and saying we haven't eaten meat in this many months or years because they weren't and they would give them dua and they were like we didn't run a business it was more a service mm. that's the loin from which that's the cloth from which we were cut and it's always a service and i asked all my friends how do you remember my dad and everyone said the same thing uh, at the end of a party with a big garbage bag and a crooked dopey just <laughs> that's how it's exact they're like and your dad would be like everybody give your donations give your donations because it was garbage mm-hmm. so he would and it was fun it was always having a good time always having a good time 
So unto ye, I, I, I say to our listeners, of course, hang on to those people whom you love. But could you imagine now if, if we held resentment in our heart, who would that hurt? It wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt God. It wouldn't hurt dad. He's going. It would hurt us. I feel like you had to be here with me in death so that you could be like, but I could never forgive my, my father stole money or. Okay. And now he's dead. Well, maybe you could find forgiveness because so many people have asked me in the last few days, Jawad, when we talk about that, how could I just as easily as I'm going to begin to forgive? That's it. Just begin. And it's layer by layer by layer. And before I bring up another mindful remembrance, I think it's an appropriate thing to hand it over to you guys. Vulnerability is a real thing. We kept rolling. And so my gasps and squeaks are just a part of being in love with two fathers who took care of me, who, who raised us. And so for anyone who wants to, to be able to connect, I think Jawad will make some story out of it to make sense. But in the now, I pray that you have, just in these first 20 minutes of the podcast set, I'm going to make a vicar, a remembrance, something that I can call upon and pray to God through some some blue pill or red pill, the thing that would which one is, I, I don't think know. Red, which pill, yeah. red, thank you. To wake up to the ultimate reality. This is my emergency. Uh, I, I, I'm lost. I just lost an uncle. And now I have the mindful remembrance of Allahumma anta rabbi. Oh Allah, you are God. That's my warmest blanket. And I, I don't need to translate it. I just, I never translate it in my head. I just keep saying Allahumma anta rabbi. Allahumma anta rabbi. Oh Allah, you are God. You are my God. <laughs> it fills me up. So if my God took back two of his uh, action figures, so, okay, that's awesome. Right? We'll figure it out where we go. So I know I'm not building you any segue in here, Jawad, so take it cold. <laughs> like a snake bike in winter. Just take it raw. <laughs> and take our listeners somewhere for a moment. Inshallah. Um, I think with my... I think with mindful remembrance, what what we're getting at with it and what I think Wissam has, has alluded to several times throughout um, throughout this is this idea of <clears throat> the phrase itself, the speaking of the phrase and the remembrance itself can anchor you, can ground you, can be the thing you hold on to when mentally processing it may not make sense when physically you know add tying some action to it may not make sense like when you hit a points in life sometimes you have to go beyond all the other senses and attach to these phrases and these things that god gives us to be able to anchor and ground ourselves and i'll give um a story for for my own life of uh since we are being vulnerable here so my mother uh, my mother always read Quran like every day uh, growing up and she was always the one who would wake up for tahajjud and she would she would kind of demonstrate that to us as much as she like wrung our ears to wake up for fajr and yelled at us and always would come in the room and turn on the light which I hated so much just turn on the light directly as fajr time came in um, but I, that's always my memory of her is that she would always read Quran 
And in her later years, she's been getting older and starting to forget here and there and losing some of those those habits of, of you know, regularity. Um, I remember, I think it was a few months back when I was back living with with my parents for a little bit. Um, on Friday, I just opened up and I said, uh, Omi, can I read uh, Surah Kahf to you? And as I started reading, she would, she started reading with me. She started reciting it. And I remember she always used to say this where she's, she didn't have a lot of memorized Quran uh, up to a certain surah. Like she said, she memorized up to like this surah and the last years, but she would always say like, oh, I know that surah though, because she would recite it. She knows it so well when someone recites it. So she's like, I know Surah Yasin. I know, you know, I know like Baqarah. I know like these surahs. So I started reciting Surah Kaf and she started reciting with me and I, and I recorded it and I would keep those recordings when I can because Quran is always the thing I think that it's it's that thing that's beyond human it's it's not a human speech it's it's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so because of that it transcends any mental or difficult like any anything that's going on that's difficult whatever it is it's the thing that kind of embedded in her heart so strongly that uh that that I think is kept alive and then obviously kept alive with with her children with with us who are following her example, and I think about that so strongly as I'm part of Memorize Mentor and trying my best to to be regular with it and maintain it and learn. I think about the fact that everything that I recite will be, inshallah, blessings for her. Inshallah, Amen. be multiplied Amen. blessings for her. Um, and and so, that can serve as a huge motivation, Jawad. I, yeah. I used to say, you know, don't live for your parents, and and that's nice on paper, but you can't. You can live for yourself and shine for your parents. You can do yeah. so much for your parents. Um, and, and sometimes it seems like, oh, but my parents don't like me and they're not as supportive as yours. You don't know, <laughs> you don't know, you don't know our parents. It's the story that you conclude on. I think that's mm-hmm. right. So, yeah, so you get to tell the story of, yeah. of, of how you dealt with your parents. Because it's I think that's the thing very that I've dealt with too, when it comes to, to parents, especially getting, I'm, I'm very young, but I'm the youngest of four much older siblings. And so my, my parents had me a little bit older. And so um, I've had to kind of grow up and have them be a little bit older, a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And I think that what one thing that helped me a lot in that transition, I think in my early twenties was taking back that narrative and story of like being a character in your family or in your parents' story and being like, man, I feel, I feel like I'm an underdeveloped, like I didn't get, you know, X, Y, Z thing or whatever it is. Or saying like, no, I, I'm now telling my own story. And my parents were the backstory, the, the starters of the, like they, they are, I can write in, the good that they did. And I can write in the fact that whatever it is that I felt was missing or lacking is now up to me to take care of for myself. Mm. And mm. so I, I forgive whatever it is I think that I'm missing. That's my job now. That's the job of whoever, you know, what, whatever life I'm looking to build. They gave me so many things. How could I, how dare I hold on to anything that they didn't give me because everything I am is what they gave me. And I think you, you fill that gap in that instead of saying you guys got me here without you guys got me all the way to this destination without it's like just stop at you guys got me to this, this destination. destination and i can Period. take it up now wow like look what a head start i got on life and had dad not dragged us to fudge like alhamdulillah mm-hmm. but new york fudgers at the masjid uh, thank you abu because i'm sorry i would not have initiated that on my own <laughs> like uh, getting up to defrost a car and, and then you think in your mind you're like dad we could pray at home <laughs> like what are we doing no there wasn't he was like oh go go back inside if you're gonna complain about going 
go back inside out with the hot water pouring it over i was like oh wow this is serious if we if there was some water on the stove i was like this is serious he's he's getting that car out and and all of that what you're saying though javad is it's absolutely how far they got us in life mm-hmm. and and don't even cuz then we will all have to like lower our faces forever don't even think about the financial investment that our parents put wow. in to get it don't even like please don't try to quantify go google google how much a kid costs not to be born <laughs> to raise a kid till 18 there's a a cost associated with but i wanted a lego and i lost let it a, and i let alone i i can't even fathom like a, a percentage of coming to america like mm. what my parents went through coming from a different country we complain i complain moving to a new city in america <laughs> and i'm like man it's so hard rent and these things and it's like do you speak the language that everybody's here with like do you like do you like all that stuff that the the many of our parents have had to go through it's like it's unfathomable to us yeah. and, and, they, and they they sacrifice so that that would be so unfathomable to us so we wouldn't have to struggle that well and and we came so uh let's shift let's shift the gear to our listeners they got me up to here full stop maybe exclamation of you i mean i don't know if this is going to be too heavy but the the greatest remembrance around this is and it's it's i when i learned the meaning of it it's so unique but it's not just oh allah bless my parents it's rabbirhamhuma kama rabbayani saghira oh my master my lord have mercy on the both of them because because they they raised me trained me molded me when i was small and you acknowledge it was just when you were small and your job now is that you have to acknowledge Allah and your rabb and you have to train and mold yourself now and the Allah is telling you to acknowledge the time when you were small because that was the time when you couldn't do anything when you couldn't even have these thoughts you just were sitting in in filth Where and they, they represented god they represented, represented. your existence mm-hmm. you if you said to a child who made you who created you right the mommy and daddy for for exactly. all their intents okay. and is uh jawad why couldn't it be a mindful remembrance not the uh odd number of times 3 5 or 7 after a daily prayer not the sitting by their bedside but when dad's gone why can't the mindful remembrance that grounds me forever be rabbir hamhuma kama rabbayani saghira rabbir hamhuma bayani saghira and key in that that we want to place that we're 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 plugging in the word mindful because mm. so much of remembrance has become mindless. Yes. And just, that's why. That's why that that first half we haven't gotten to spend too much time on it, but it's I know we're saying repeat repeat repeat, but we're saying repeat with intentionality, not with meaning. That's very hard to parse. But it's so not about you, meaning, it's about intentionality for the phrase, but you don't even necessarily to think too much about the meaning of the phrase. It's intentionality about using it to ground you. And intentionality can be uh um tethered or can be tethered to tonality yes rabbirhamhuma kama rabbayani saghira so it's so a different part of it for each time you say it these types of things yes and to feel that oh god ground me in this moment put your meaning on top of it this is a quranic transformation into the greatest form where you're now just chanting rabbirhamhuma kama rabbayani saghira and jawad you said beautifully that medit- uh, mindfulness has become mindlessness and it's not that they're not thinking 
the obsession on the tajweed, how do I say it correctly, the pronunciation, the vocabulary, the even the way the words are being used, and all of those are important. And because how else would you have tonality if you didn't know you could go, you know, if you didn't know. But using all those things to get to the top of the mountain is different than saying, uh, I'm just going to keep learning to climb, uh, you know, play yeah. walls, never use it. Right. It's, 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 you have to be able to uh, apply it. So intentionality connected with the tonality of uh, um, grab the sound or say it the way that affects your, your chest that moves your physiology. We talked about it on the UPW, your emotion is energy and motion and your physicality and and the way that you use your body is going to be go ahead and when i was a child was when I, and and I, again i'm giving you meaning because that's the only thing i can describe but when wisam reads it i know i'm just reading it in this loop so that i can then dive into how they took care of me or dive into um my my dad's dead oh allah i'm sad my uncle just left me. Wow, I, I that was too mindful. I just I totally <laughs> left here and I was with my uncle again. So I, I'm only using words because that's the only so way to have, translate. Yeah. This is what it means. But when when Dorothy said, "There's no place like home." Mm-hmm. Right. What, what was she was just there. There's no place like home. There's no place. She's creating a new reality. Your mindful remembrance should be able to like the time stone or reality stone stop. Mm-hmm. And you enter that vortice, that force field of energy that you walk through and say, I'm in my emotional safe place. I had mm-hmm. to I yep. had to say, Scotty, beam me up. Scotty, mm-hmm. beam me up. I had to do it. And Allah did it. And Allah did it. Yeah. And if um, this will get too intellectual, but if I may spin some Arabic as well in terms of mindfulness, I think of the idea of the mind as as aql. That's the, the 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 name of our company, but it's also aql is like the it's sometimes called intellect and these types of things, but it's from iqal, which is that string that they used to have that they would wear on the top of their heads, and when they put their camels to to to, to stop, they would take that string on the top of their head and they would tie down the camel so it wouldn't roam around free, and. It's this idea of these emotions that you have being valid and it's like you you ride them, you need them. They're like, they, they take you through life, but sometimes you need to be able to control, not just letting them roam and control you. And so that's why this mindful remembrance is taking control of that process and saying, this is the process through it. We're not going to avoid emotions. We're not going to avoid these things because that's not what Islam calls us to do. You acknowledge these things, but you put them in the proper, you put them in a way that gets you to, to process through them to the destination, which is back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not to, in the opposite of aql is jahil. Jahil is someone with who just lets their emotions run free and does whatever they want on impulse and, and, and just lets it run around whatever it is. And that can happen in grief and that can happen in lust and that can happen in so many things that will just lead to you going away from Allah to sin. And the reason, and, and so it's a very, this is all kind of like, the metaphor helps me explain because it's this is all kind of within psychological concepts too of just 
processing emotion, getting through emotion is so important to do, to do. And dhikr and, 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 and the things that these phrases that we have, it's all in the same way that a psychologist will tell you to look around. And when you have anxiety, say like, oh, this is a black lamp in front of me, a gray desk, a red book, uh, you know, ground yourself in reality and, and take that time, whatever it is, you're grounding yourself with Allah is my Lord, Muhammad is my prophet, Islam is my deen. Uh, he created the skies, the moon, the stars. He is al-shams. He, he created the shams. He is al-khaliq. He is al-bari. He is al-mutakabbir. All the things that we use for remembrance, we're just re-acknowledging and then getting ourselves back to level in a way that acknowledges the, the human humanity, the anxiety, the difficulty, the everything that we're going through without getting without it running away with us, without being run away with it, but rather being able to, to let it get to act to a point so that we can get ourselves to a stability, to, to a stable point and move forward through these emotions and through these things. And this is what it's, nobody's ever talked, like barely anybody talks about azkar and dhikr like this. It's just, Therapy. it's, 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 it's like, we talk about it like points, like high score point systems. And you get this, yeah. if you get that or whatever it is, but it's like, this is, if you walk through life and live like this, this is what Islam has to offer you because life is really, really hard. And it, 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 Allah has given you the tools to succeed in ways that you don't even realize. Like, I know that when we grow up, we, our, our parents told us just like hear and obey, like just do it, just pray this a lot, just do the things. But like as adults, I think we're starting to realize because we've dug now deeper into it enough to be like, that's why they didn't ha have to do a podcast and psychological discussion because they just heard and obeyed because all the stuff works and they just believed it worked. But we have to explain. <laughs> yeah. Well, but a great point. It, they saw proof and there, and then we they said every day. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bidah, or that's a that that's wrong. My parents get together when someone dies to read Quran. Oh, that's so haram. Uh, Jawad, what does my heart want? I want to get together with my family members and read Quran. Mm -hmm. well, yes, okay. Someone started frying puris and making fatihas, and okay, I get it. But right now, I've got four hufad uh, family members who are sitting there. We're gonna get together and read Quran. Mm -hmm. Where did this thought come from? from generations of our parents who didn't ask, is this a bidah? Is this haram? They were just reading Quran. They were like, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a great thing. And that was one thing I remembered. If someone bought, if good things happen, we read Quran. If people died, we read Quran. Someone had a baby, we read Quran. And yeah, it's guidance for everything. And, 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 and in those years, yeah, remembers, but those years and years, Jawad, I never knew what it meant. And mm. I still felt okay. I still felt like, but Allah said it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, and it, it speaks to our generation now, though, our, our mm -hmm. generation now, we, we have access to the information. Yeah. So why not bet on this stock for, for, for the, for the phrase that bet Islam is right, mm -hmm. right? Don't go, don't go in with an academic mind of, well, I have no opinion. No, I think Islam is right. I think there's a benefit in wudu. Guess what? Our next podcast is going to be about postures of purity. And so mm -hmm. when we talk about Tai Chi, when we talk about the, the washing and the shining of the elbows on the day of judgment. Oh, yeah. There's a connection between these things and saying, yeah, I get it. That's why Allah said, if you don't pray, you'll go to hell and this and this. They were the opposite of a carrot. What's the mm -hmm. opposite of a carrot? They're the, hey, there's a warning. You don't, you know, you don't sick, want to yeah. go. You don't want this to happen to you. Mm -hmm. So I think the, the, the most important thing for us to leave with is saying that the Quran is the greatest of remembrances. 
but you may not be able to read Quran all the time or be even in scenarios where you could just start reading Quran. But a small uh, remembrance. Now you'll say, where am I going to get Allah, Hasbi Allah. Hasbi Allah, la ilaha illallah. But I feel like, Jawad, if I start rattling them off, oh my God, I've got to write them down. No Pokemon finder, go find the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You heard a podcast that was like, yo, this is it. Now you have my, if I could ask series and dua reviews on, you can type the word dua review into YouTube and the duas will pop up. You got to find P- your Pikachu. You got to mm-hmm. find your all, you know, super powerful Pokemon who has one move or, or dua. Uh, a Pokemon is a small digital <laughs> monster. That is this. This is an actual question that was asked on Islam Q and A. Are Pokemon yeah. halal? So the answer was Pokemon, small digital monsters, and Allah knows best. So I was basically, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. You need to find your dua, your little organic creature that has a power inside of it. That's the supplication, and and just ah, Jawad, have you ever seen Pokemon? A little bit, yeah. Okay, so the guy's name is Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And that's the only word he can say. But yeah. depending on the situation, that's the same thing. But uh, one gets you, uh, you know, Charizard, a Char Charizard <laughs> <laughs> gets you. Thank you, friends, for having a good time with us. And mm-hmm. another one gets you, uh, Pika. I wonder mm-hmm. why you did that thing. <laughs> so. It reminds me of when I was, uh, I started doing this with Bismillah a bit and my wife would like comment on it because I started like when something was bad or something was like, it's like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. I'm just like Bismillah. And it would be, yeah. and it was a weird way to use Bismillah, but I started doing it because I was like, I like kind of, it perks up your mind to use it in a way you've never used it because otherwise it just becomes that mindless thing again. But it's Absolutely. like, use these phrases that you know already, like don't try to search for, don't try to become a scholar now. Like we don't lack information. We lack implementation. So to whatever Oof, phrase you need, love it. whatever, we, phrase, don't, we don't lack, we don't like information. We information. We, we lack, lack implementation uh, uh, to make the connection now. And it's a, a topic we should definitely talk about uh, ear hum and underneath which hijama. Uh, but I was classically trained. If you want to uh, say it that way by a teacher in Egypt and you're, We'll get to it uh, at a point, but there's a point where you're supposed to make 24 incisions. But you, there are seven layers of skin. You only want to open up the first two. So our teacher had us uh, hold the surgical blade in, in such a way. And then how do you get such light strokes? And and he and then later on, a female professor would be like, and it was just this fluid motion of the wrist. And we were like, wow. And they are making this perfect precision, but the Bismillah kind of lines them up. There's surgeons yeah. at uh, the old hospital where I used to work. They would blast Jay-Z. Radiologists really? would come in and it would either uh, it'd be old Jay-Z. And everyone be weird. Oh, and just so everyone knows, no, he wasn't African-American. So that really like <laughs> leaned into this Pakistani doctor walking into <laughs> the OR, lead suited out, excuse me, into, yeah, into the OR, the interventional radiologist would come mm-hmm. in and he would do his thing. So look, other people get into the zones different ways. Could a mindful remembrance make, um, make a, a place in your mind? 
And now please go find those prayers. Now Hasbiyallahu la ilaha illahu alayhi tawakkaltu wa huwa rabbul arsh al-azim verse 124 or the last verse of Surah Tawbah. Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil uh, Surah Al-Imran or Nisa. I'm giving you all Quran, Quran-based ones. How about the incantation of... Oh, I bismillah illadhi la yadurru ma'asmi shay'un fin fardi wa la lama'i wa huwa sami'un alim. And if you're a kid who gets in the background... I, I love saying it. If it offends you, cover your ears. That takes me to my happy place. That might, no. might have that, weirded out. Is that, is that still on Instagram? I think it's on the Instagram video. Somewhere. It is? Okay. With, then with, it's, with, it's, uh, with Elmo. It's halal. <laughs> The, the, you, can find, you can find it on his uh yeah you can find it i think on wasam's instagram the elmo singing that so you can play it for your kids i think i've i've literally heard people say they've played it like 40 times for their kids yes and once <laughs> once sure. someone gets it it's because I, I watch it a few times and then i forget yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like did because I, I i nailed the one on the uh yeah you had a good with the, yeah with the with the puppetry and everything yeah it worked out alhamdulillah and and i guess in a way how was I able to tap into myself and be so vulnerable in that moment? It was the, um, it, it's, it's mindful remembrance. It takes me to a mm-hmm. certain, that supplication to me, it, it means, and you can translate on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means that no poison, no toxin, nothing can hurt me. I'm as innocent mm-hmm. as what I, when I was, when I was a kid, nothing can hurt mm-hmm. me. And, you know, and something just to add something, this kind of came up in my head and I think we'll conclude soon. Inshallah. Um, but as that phrase came up, I was like, Bismillah, when you just made it into something that a kid could very much latch onto, I think about the fact that we question so much our deen about these things, but how many times have you as a young person put on the radio and have no idea what they're saying, but it's so catchy and you say it. Like people say, say like it's, it's melody, it's whatever it is that you're saying, but it's like how many people watch Bollywood movies and don't understand <laughs> like, oh. and still sing the songs and repeat things. And you say so many things without meaning. Without how do you know? How, how do you know when you're saying Om Shanti Om, <laughs> or, or how do you know when you're not saying Rub Sevi Pyara, more beloved than God? Oh, guy, you're singing along like yeah. It, only, it literally only <laughs> comes on when you like have a religious boy the girl marries and they're like, oh, we can't play that song at the wedding. <laughs> They're like, yeah, so here's the lyrics translation of it. I don't know if you knew. <laughs> I didn't know if you know that. Oh my God, you are. Oh my statue, God, you are everything. Uh, but that's a whole nother time right. and place. But it's, but it's only to say those things affect us, and it's so like inherent to it. And our dean has something for it. Let's not question like the effectiveness or the efficacy or the the you know whether the, we can do is. this. Like it's there. It's there for us. Put it there. Make make it available for people to have the tone. And uh, Jawad, if you if you would allow me to, I will take the the gentleman's bow here for for you, friends. Uh, uh, You know, listeners, that I respect you and that Jawad is a grounding force in my life. uh, Because not once did I think maybe we should cancel the podcast. Even when my sister walked in, I'm saying from that point till now, I never thought. My question was, will you be able to keep it together? Um, but what was never, um, should we continue? Because I know that our listeners are in the same amount of turmoil in life, if not more. And so I said it on Instagram, like very spontaneously th- last week, 
if you don't feel special and no one told you that you're loved or that you're enough, know that you are enough and know that whatever difficulties we're going through, it's 2020 the end. We have to go through it together. If we learned anything this year, that we might not all be there for each other physically, but does someone have to know you? This is where I will end our Mindful Remembrance podcast. Does someone have to know that you love them? I find that the most fulfilling, profound question. It fills me with love. The answer is no, guys. Can you be praying? Oh, wait a minute. I don't know if you, oh, listener, dropped a prayer for Wissam's uncle, and I'm not soliciting it right now. But someone does know. Thank you, friends. Thank you for sharing this with myself and Jawad and I. And thank you for uh, allowing us to spend a few minutes. Uh, if, and if you've made it this far, um, thank you for, 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 for making it through the, the, the inability to speak, which I still have right now. I'm going to go and I'm going to sit with my dad for a little while and read Surah Yasin and pray for him uh, to be able to meet his brother very soon. So here, uh, is it okay to date myself, Joad? That's fine, yeah. So today on the 8th, uh, excuse me, on the 12th of December, 12-12? Oh, 12-12-20, my uncle left us. And five years ago on 12-11, Abu checked into his um, long-term care and then he you know got moved to hospice and so 2020 still has another two weeks let's see what it has in store we still got another two podcasts for you all in this year and it's only going to get better and greater and more connected than this be beautiful thank you for spending this moment with me Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And I told Jawad when we started this, Walaikum Islam. Uh, I told Jawad that I just wanted to read Yasin for 35 minutes. So, with Jawad's permission, one, one, two verses I think would be appropriate for my uncle. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Yasin Wal-Qur'an Al-Hakim Innaka lamin al-mursaleen Ala siratim mustaqim Tanzeel al-Aziz rahim لتنذر قوما ما أنذر آباؤهم فهم غافلون اللهم آمين صدق الله العظيم Indeed God speaks the greatest of truths Maybe one day Listeners you tell us Maybe one day we'll just have some podcast of Quran just some recitation together, friends. I'll see you all soon. For those of you in the circle, outside the circle, believing, non-believing, those of you somewhere in between, meat eaters to vegans, be beautiful. Spread that beauty to those around you. Wassalamu alaikum Thank you for listening. To support this and other projects and get access to exclusive series and content, support us monthly by visiting patreon.com slash Wissam Sharif. Jazakumullah khair.